0: Hey, everyone. Don here. Welcome to Friday Night Stripes. Uh, tonight, we've got Mike Johnson with us again. Welcome back, Mike.
1: Hey, Don. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me again.
0: Sure. So Mike was Mike uh, was on an episode uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, on the Deep Wings mm-hmm. Um and, and greatly appreciate, uh, Mike joining us for that. And this is the first episode of Friday night stripes for 2021 after taking a little break. Um, we're back. So glad to have Mike back and, and Mike's gone off and, and started a, another project in the meantime. Absolutely. So what, let, before we jump into tonight's topic, which is, which is spring football, cause that's new to, to, to all of us. Um, Tell us a little bit about uh, your new project with Layers of Lacks.
1: Yeah, Layers of Lacks. Thanks for allowing me to speak about this too, Don. Layers of Lacks, aside from being a football official, I'm also a basketball high school official. And two years ago, so I'm starting my third year, and I know you're a fellow official in this sport as well, Don, is uh, girls lacrosse. I I did not know anything about it going into it, um, but we had some people recruit some basketball, some of us basketball officials to help out. And some of us kind of took the leap. We learned the game fast and found out we, we'd love it. It's a fluid game. Um, uh, the girls look very athletic out there and it's just a great sport. And I've really grown to love the sport. One thing I noticed that, um, in football and basketball, you know, I like to, I, I love the rules. I love breaking down game film, all that extra stuff kind of nerdy with it. Um, there's plenty of resources for football. You know, I'm a member of MIBT Online, which really took my game. That's the Football Association with uh, Tim Kiefer that sure. my listeners are probably a part of and you had on your show. Well, that was a great episode. I'm always sending him plays. But there's things like that. I found your podcast, Frankly Don, that helps and I still listen to it. I just had some spring games. We'll get into that. And I listened to some of your episodes to, to, to get refreshed. Um, But there's really nothing like that. Even Referee Magazine does not cover lacrosse. So while U.S. Lacrosse, the website, does have uh, a lot of videos, not a lot, but videos, there's really nothing extra. There's no extra books like the Reading Guide for football. There's not a lot of film work that you can see or clips. So there just wasn't a lot out there. And I heard you say on your podcast, uh, you felt that way when you started football officiating and you, you know you came up with this idea to do Friday night stripe. So I had the same thing um, to come up with girls lacrosse. Now the host of that is Karen Blaine and she is the Pennsylvania state interpreter and also part of the rules committee as well. And I, it was just fortuitous on my part, unlike the other sports I got, I got thrown in my first girls lacrosse game is a varsity game. That would never happen in our area for football or basketball, but the sports growing so fast that the schools that have it and the girls that are playing it is outpacing new officials so that was my first game so i was nervous and you know scrambling trying to learn this game i never even knew anything about and i was fortunate enough to have karen as my partner and i could just tell throughout the game as she was giving me tips in the right manner i was like wow she I, I, you can tell right away when someone knows and has a command of their information sure so i sure. just said hey can i can i get your number and text you. I've got a lot of questions. I'm new. I am an official, so I have the game management piece kind of down, but don't know much about lacrosse and just trying to read everything I can. And she said, sure. So a couple of texts turned turned into me flooding her, you know, her phone. And one thing led to another, and I'm looking for things. And I said, hey, how about a podcast? You know, we talked about it for about a year, and it wasn't until the end of 2020 that we had our first episode. We're getting a great response. Uh, we love doing it. And I'm sure you know this too, Don, that when you do a podcast and having to prepare, I'm, I'm, I am I'm feel like I'm having a master's class in girls lacrosse. You actually sure. learn more doing it than just listening to somebody. So yeah. it's fun. Um, we're going to keep it going and maybe take a break over the summer or fall or just once a month. But it's getting a great reception and we love it. And I thank you for uh, letting me speak about it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I've listened to every episode you all have put out. Um, I've even sent y'all a a few emails, questions based on, on the, uh, the things that came up in the episodes and, and Karen, Karen loves to talk about the rules because I will send a question and she will write me, she will write me a few paragraphs (laughs) and and how to, how to think about it. And I, I, that's greatly appreciated. Um, I mean, if you, if you open up the, uh, the NFHS rulebook, uh, the 2020 rulebook, Karen's picture is right there on the third page. You found that um, too. Yep. As, as uh, a USL representative.
1: So, yeah. and, and she's a trainer too. So she sure. you know, does field training and evaluations for different levels. So yeah, it's great resource, great, great person and just so much fun. And I'm just learning a ton.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and a great person to have as, as the knowledge base for the uh, for the episode. So absolutely. Um, definitely if, if y'all are into girls lacrosse or, or want a spring sport girls, lacrosse, I, I I've said this a few times on, on here um, outside of football, it's the most fun I have.
1: It is. Um, yeah. It,
0: it truly, I, I, I do soccer as well, but girls lacrosse is truly a joy to do. Um and and I have fun ninety percent of the games. There are always those games that are rough, but other than that, ninety percent of them are just are just fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually still, you know, football is my number one. I put lacrosse, girls lacrosse, as as one B, football one A. um But I'm surprised how much I fell in love with it. It's just a, it's it's hard to explain, but it's just an awesome sport.
0: It is. It is.
1: So um so here we are. We are in.
0: April of 2021, um, after the, the fall of 2020 with, with a lot of states and areas canceling fall sports, um, Florida, we, we actually had football. We'll talk about that in in contrast to to what y'all are doing up there in Pennsylvania. Um, and then actually tomorrow night, um, one of our counties down here did not have any JV football in the spring. I'm sorry, in the fall. So, uh, they're actually going to start having JV games starting tomorrow, so uh, I'm headed out to do a JV game in the spring, um, which is kind of funny and kind of weird and and kind of unique. But you've had a you've had a couple of weeks under your belt up there in Pennsylvania,
1: right? Yeah, we have. So basically, here in Pennsylvania, what happens, and I'm, I'm based out of Reading, Pennsylvania, uh, spelled Reading. Our claim to fame is the Reading Railroad uh, on the Monopoly board. So sure. we're, about, we're about an hour. Northwest of Philadelphia and the the, the urban school Reading High School they canceled their fall season all the other schools in the county and most in su- surrounding counties held us held, held an abbreviated season but Reading High did not now a lot of the Philadelphia schools they also canceled canceled their fall season so Reading High School is playing an abbreviated spring season uh, six games against Philadelphia schools so I think three were up here in Redding, three they have to travel. Down to the Philadelphia area to play, so I was fortunate enough uh, the last two weeks to have two games as the white hat for for a varsity game.
0: Okay, well, great, yeah. Did were, so? It sounds like some did some some areas did have uh, football in the fall.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a statewide decision. It the, the state mandate for Pennsylvania was it allowed? I believe it was the leagues could decide, sure, or, or even down to the school. Now that I'm thinking about it right, or the association, yeah, on a smaller level. So it wasn't a statewide mandate, just being a member of MIBT online. I know like Illinois and some other states, the whole state had canceled from what I understand, but here it was, you know, not across the board. Right, right. So
0: did you work any in the fall or? or- yes, I did. Yes. Okay. we, we so started.
1: You, got, you got the best of both worlds. I got the best of both worlds. So we did have an abbreviated season where- it started three weeks late. Usually it's kind of the last weekend of August is the first varsity game. So our first one was Friday night, September 18th. So that was three weeks behind. And then there's some games that frankly were canceled, you know, with COVID uh, cases and then playoffs were curtailed as well. So I did get one playoff game. Usually I get two. Sure. Some of the rounds were cut down and even for my basketball season, you know, the rounds were, were cut down. Right. Right.
0: Well, well, yeah, that that's awesome. Yeah, it was about the same here. We started a little late in Florida, um, and I believe South Florida even was on a different schedule. Uh, the Miami area did something just a little different, and they decided most of them decided not to participate in the state playoffs right. um, because the state came up with guidelines saying you had to do X, Y, and Z in order to be in the playoffs. You had to complete so many games, so on and so forth. Um, and they, I think South Florida opted out of it. Um, but for the most part in our area, we had, we had fall football. Um, and, uh, what I saw on the sidelines and I'll be interested to see what you had, um, on, on the sidelines, the coaches were, were masked up. Um, we were for the, for the most part, um, we were able, one of the rule changes in Florida was to extend the, the team box down to the tens so that they could have all the way down to the 10 in order to spread the players out a bit. Um, which I actually enjoyed more because that meant those coaches trying to call timeout right on the goal line were closer to you and they didn't have to scream from the 25. Right. um, And run the um, That's the way we, we had it in Florida. And then I actually wore a mask the, the entire game. Um, I found an, uh, the Under Armour mask um, right. was actually really comfortable and, something I, I felt I could easily breathe in and, and work with.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, in the fall, I think we extended the team box as well. I can't remember if it came down to the 10, but it wasn't, you know, at the 25, like it normally is, we had to wear masks in the fall to the field, but we did not have to wear them on the field. Right. And you know, only one captain and coach and distance, no handshakes and all that players did not have to wear them under their helmets, but, had two on the sideline and we got compliance with that. So yeah, that was good. Yeah.
0: We, we did not, the, the officials were not required to have masks, but I found one that I could, I, I felt that I could wear the whole game. Um, so it, it, I felt it was important for me to do so. Um, yeah. So that it worked out for me. It, it would not have worked out for everybody. I'm sure. So.
1: Yeah. For me, I'm okay with the mask. Cause I did wear it for some, tournaments for lacrosse that they did have in summer and fall um, because we had to. Um, I did the same thing, and I even reached out to you, if you remember, with with the mask. Oh, yeah. People understand, you know, know what we're talking about, those underarm uh, performance masks, which are great and are breathable more so than other masks. And then even the straps, it doesn't feel like it's pulling on your ears. Right. Um, Right. So that's very comfortable. I certainly used it for basketball uh, indoor uh, this year. But for football, I didn't wear it because I felt I could be at distance number sure. 1 and number 2 I did not want to use a finger whistle or a whistle in my mouth under my mask like in basketball because I was afraid of an inadvertent whistle.
0: Yeah, I went with the the whistle in the mouth the whole time and and, and I escaped the
1: season without an inadvertent whistle. So. Okay. Yeah, that was my um, fear for cuz in basketball and <laughs> girls lacrosse, right, an in inadvertent whistle, we have to use hand whistles up here in girls lacrosse and wear a mask. But I did it last night in a, in a game, and it's no big deal. But we know in football how costly and punitive an inadvertent whistle sure. is, and that was my fear. So that was kind of my rationale. Not that I was anti-mask, but oh yeah, I had just made that you know decision.
0: Oh yeah, and 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 I think I think we, for the most part, I was trying to follow the model that that the NCAA was trying to use, which was to have the the. Officials wear masks most of the time, Mm -hmm. Um, but other than that, it it, it did not bother me if other officials did not. Um, The other thing we had down here, and I'll be interested to see if you had it up there, the state actually recommended, if I remember this properly, the state actually recommended that we no longer place the ball. um, We no longer spot the ball. The, uh, The idea was that the umpire would go to the spot where the ball should be placed, put his foot, and the offensive team was required to gather the ball, bring it back to their center, have the center take the ball to the huddle, and then have the the center run out when they were to line up for the snap and place the ball where the umpire had his foot. So I don't know if you had anything like
1: that there. No, that's interesting. No, we, Yeah, we, we, we didn't do it.
0: <laughs> I'll put it this way. For the very first scrimmage, we said, this is what we've been told to do, so this is how we're going to handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, and for, for the scrimmages we had for, for the next scrimmage, uh, I was actually the umpire. I'm rarely umpire, um, but I was actually the umpire and I said, listen, here's how we're going to do it. My feeling is that not all officials will do it this way, but I want you to be aware of what you need to do. And I want you to be used to it. If you run across umpires who want you to do it this way. Right. Um, by the end of the season, by playoff time, we were handling the ball like normal. <laughs> um, I personally had a, a bottle of, uh, hand sanitizer in my pocket, yes. um, the whole time, uh, whenever I handled it, I just take some out, wipe my hands down a little and, and move on. Um, not really an issue. Um, okay. I, and it was less, it was less that I was concerned and more that I know I'm touching that ball a lot and it doesn't hurt. It's it, it's not, impeding my performance to do it so why not
1: yeah i did the same thing and even for basketball that's really kind of the least uh <laughs> you know your players are touching sweat refs are touching the ball all the time you know without gloves so right. I, I, I certainly did that almost every break i could for basketball and even for football i did the same thing i had a small tube of uh, the sanitizer and just when it was appropriate you know just you know use some yeah
0: the, 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 and I am not uh, just for anybody listening. I'm not picking on on the FHSAA when I say these things. I think they, I think they were in a very tough spot to determine what guidelines to, to give. Um, but, but I wanted to give another example of a guideline that just did not end up happening. Um, and that's for girls lacrosse as as you're aware. Um, The draw in girls lacrosse is two girls standing real close to each other. Um, The, uh, the official has to get right in between them and place the ball in their crosses so that they can, they can start play. Um, The state recommendation was to do away with the draw. Right. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, that is the first tactical change I've seen as a recommendation. Um, because all the other recommendations I had seen for football and for soccer, none of them made tactical differences. Right. Right. Um, but as you know, and as I know, as lacrosse officials, that draw is pretty important. If you've got a, if you've got a girl who can draw consistently and gain possession consistently, you own that game. You own the game. And, and so that was what the state came out with. Um, it wasn't more than one or two weeks of discussion between the schools and and our officials association where the schools were like we can't do that that that's that's not lacrosse anymore no um and we tried to in the end we ended up with no real precautions besides just uh providing the officials some gaiters to wear mm-hmm. um, if they wanted to wear some sort of face covering there was discussion of having the girls who were drawing wear face coverings, but it was determined we couldn't really, we as an association couldn't enforce that because that was not a state recommendation. Right. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we went down here. And we, I, I, I wear actually a different mask now for lacrosse. Cause I don't wear it over my mouth the whole game. Cause we're even more distanced from players in lacrosse. Right. Um, except for that one instance, what I have now is, and you may have seen it late in the seat football season in college, you had the, uh, see-through masks, uh, okay. the ones where you can actually see the lips. So I, I wear that and it's got a cord that wraps around it. Mm-hmm. So I wear that for the draw. I take it off my ears and just hang around my neck for the rest of it. But mm-hmm. Um, that was, that, that's how I handle that. And I actually enjoy that mask. I can't, I can't wear that mask all the time and Mm. run in it because it's Mm. not as breathable as the Under Armour one. Right. Um, but I like it better because it's, it it helps with communication when you can see people's faces.
1: Yeah. And that's a good, great point. I I do wear the Under Armour for girls lacrosse and it's breathable. It's more running. So sometimes if you get it up and down, you're up and down 100 yard field, a couple times, and I'm out of breath. I'm <laughs> down to get some air, no, you know, with no girls around. But, um, but no, that's a great point. Um, when I call a foul, a lot of times I do have to pull the mask down because you have to project almost to the, especially if you're the far official. Sure. Right? You have to project because the coaches want to know what foul you had, and you got to yell in the sphere or, you know, push or empty right. stick check or whatever. And so you do have to pull it. I do have to pull it down to communicate.
0: Yeah. So, so it in the end, it, 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 I think we all adjusted as best we could. Um, and, and I know there are some who, who did not get a season at all or got a very abbreviated season. And, and I feel for you all out there. Um, yeah. here's hoping that 2021 brings us a, a pretty full season. And it's yeah. looking like we are heading that direction. Yep. So, it, other than that, um, this is the first episode I've had since like, uh, mid season maybe. So, um, has anything come up in, in either your, any strange plays come up in your fall or, or your spring season so far?
1: Not really strange plays. I will say this about the games I just had a couple of weeks ago. And I want to ask you the question too, Don, but you know, not usually we're used to it once July, late July comes. Okay, we have a couple weeks of meetings. Now you start getting into the rule book. Um, you start going to scrimmages. You start getting on field training. And now you're ready for the big kickoff. Well, here you just go zero to a 100. And it was a varsity game. And before the game, the pregame, it felt sub varsity, right? It felt sure. out of place. Sure. Once it kicked off, it was sure enough a varsity football game and all the speed and then all the mechanics and bags, flags, signals, you know, all of that had to come back. Now I did a lot of prep work before that. So after the first couple of series, I, I settled in. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it jumps right on you when you don't have that normal buildup to your first uh, varsity game. But I can't remember any crazy plays that we couldn't, couldn't handle that, that happened in particular this year?
0: Yeah, we, for the most part, the, the biggest difference I saw was um, n- very little uh, fans in the crowd for most of the games um, and, and no or very reduced size of the bands. Um, here in Central Florida, we can have some bands that are up to, you know, 200, 250 kids in each band. Right. Um, and th- those games are loud, those are, yeah. those are boisterous games and, and they're a lot of fun. Um, and that, that just wasn't there this season. Um, other than that, I, it, it was a, gr- it was a very enjoyable season for me. Otherwise, uh, I, I, ended up being on the number two playoff crew for our, for our association. So I got right. all the way to a state semifinal, wow. um, which, which was great. Um, and, and really, really happy to do that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was just very, uh, it was, it was different from an atmosphere point of view for the most part, you didn't notice it. Um, you might every once in a while go, yeah, it feels a little different because I'm not hearing the band or whatever, but yeah, other than that, it, it
1: football was football. Hey, as we're sitting here, Don, I do have two plays I want to share. Sure. Two quick plays. So. One of them happened in a playoff game. And it's 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 not anything special, but it was my first attempt. I, I think from the other sports that I do, football is the one that requires because the rule book's so dense and there's so many exceptions to the rule. The kicking game is its own rule book sure. and And so I realize that you really have to prepare so you're ready for that. And you talk about this on your podcast often. Be ready for that once every five year play right So I, right. this year I had my first hurdle that I recognized in a game sure right and so that felt good because I'm sure maybe I had it before but didn't recognize it wasn't right. that advanced to my game but with all the film work whether it's MIBT online and otherwise and listening to Friday Night Stripes and all the things I do I saw it and I was able to recognize it and get it and then even help I was I'm, I'm the back judge on a seven-man crew for playoffs I'm more sure than, I've been on our second crew. Um, so I was back judge and I saw, it was kind of a swing pass and it was really, really athletic kid going D1 from up here and kind of did a little juke move and then just jumped right over the player who tried to dive with his legs. And I processed and I said, that's, you know, and I was even able to help the white hat because he asked, well, what's the signal for that? And I said, even though there's no contact, it's actually a personal foul. Sure. You know, so that was, that was one that's not necessarily unique sure officials have had that listening now, but uh for me, that was my first and to be able to recognize that was good. Another one, I had my first illegal bat. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was always the one I struggled with to comprehend. And sure. again, in football, I watch a lot of film and do a lot of study because especially like the kicking game, you just, you mentioned this on your podcast, you don't get enough reps. So the only right. way to get those eye reps, the next best thing is by film. And I even wrote into Tim Kiefer to, you know, and they did a show just on batting and illegal kicking because I'd struggle with that. Sure. You know, just trying to read the rule book. So in this game, I am the side judge on a six-man crew. We do six-man here in Berks County. Mm -hmm. That means I have the play clock. I'm deep on the visitor's side. But on, on free kicks, I'm on the 40 with the kicking team. Right. So it comes to my side. It's in the air. The kick, about 20 yards in the air, goes over the first uh line for r right and it's toward the sideline and then it bounces i forget what yard line but pretty sure. good down the field but not a super long kick and it goes up in the air and one of the players from r knowing that if K catches it it bounces and it's in the air it's their ball it went 10 yards and hit the ground right okay either team can get it there and so the kid jumped up and batted it out of bounds. Yeah. Right. And as I'm running down and I'm looking at my head linesman who's down at the goal line running up and just his body language, I could tell he did didn't recognize it, you know, and wasn't going to throw a flag. I was kind of waiting for him. And I hear the coaches and they're right. They were yelling, they were kind of saying, Hey, that's a bat, that's a bat. And I'm thinking, Yes, it is, yes, it is. I'd never had one, but I'd saw it on film. Right. And so yeah, then absolutely. I threw it and then, you know, sure enough, we got it. Um, now what we did we conflated the rules. We misenforced it. We knew it was 10 yards, right? It used to be, what did it, it used to be? 15.
0: I think Back so. In yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and two years ago, maybe it's down to 10. So I, you know, I talked to my white hat who'd been, he's been reffing for a long time and he was pretty sure it was 15, but I said, they just changed it. So we did get it to 10, but we messed the enforcement up because we enforced it from the end of the play. Cause you know how now the new rule where most fouls you can, you know, Go from the end so right. that you do re kick. But right. in that specific instance, and you know, we were just all trying to figure it out, and the pressure of the game, we missed that. Nobody knew any better, right? None of the teams, of we course, just gave 10 yards to, you know, gave R the ball and backed him up 10 yards, right? Uh, but we should have re kicked 10 yards from the previous spot, right. which Sounds uh, simple, and it is, right? We know that for loose ball play. But in that instance, you know, we just kind of you know we just got a little confused and said well we know and they're trying not some of these rules are meant to not have to re-kick right but that played into it and then you know when we brought it up to our association we sh- we should have re-kicked it but but those are two plays that aren't so wacky and unique but those are my first two in eight years well one in that, the ninth year.
0: they're wacky and unique enough that if you don't see them which you won't see them often right it, it it throws you and, and it actually takes seeing one or two, especially like a hurdle. It usually yeah. takes seeing one or two to throw a flag or conversely, it takes seeing one or two to know when not to throw the flag on a hurdle. Absolutely. Uh, we had, we had one game and I think I've talked about this before where the, for the try um, the defending team, would hurdle over the offensive line, Mm -hmm. but the offensive line, their first movement, all five of them was all fours on the ground. Right. Because they were trying to go low. So the defenders were like, fine, you're going to go low. We're going to go over you. Yep. And the, the, the offensive team coach kept yelling for hurdling, and I kept going coach your players have their hands on the ground. It's no longer hurtling at that point. And there's no protection on a try. There's no nothing like that, except for the snapper. There's nothing to protect those linemen, especially if they go to the ground
1: like that. Absolutely. So um,
0: it it took, uh, again, I think that was another weird case where I was the umpire because I was right there in the middle of it. Yep. Um, But it, it was a case of coach. No, sorry you're teaching your kids to do this for a reason. And right. the defense has figured out that they can counter that very easily. So, right. and I ended up sending the coach after the game, an email saying, Hey, not trying to prove my point. I just want you to see the rule so you can decide what you want to do in the future.
1: And you, you know, it's funny. I do that as well. Um, two years ago. And I think I might've even mentioned this the last time I was on the show, but we had a, we had a try and the center snapped the ball to the holder. And the holder put the ball on the ground, and the wingback came in motion after the snap. And he, sure. you know, forward kind of option, forward pass to him while the knee was on the ground. Right. And, you know, we disallowed that. Um, we let the play off, actually, which we shouldn't have. But we knew that it was illegal. And the coach just said, we've been doing it all year. We've been doing it all year. coach isn't. And then, so I said, coach, I'll email you. Well, we've been doing it all year. And sure enough, I, I emailed, you know, not, not in a, I told you so, but yeah. you know, you frame it the way you framed it. Right. Just right. To, just so you don't do it again, <laughs> you know, in future games. Um, so I, I do that as well. Again, not the, I, hey, hey, I got you or to prove we're right, but the rule book is, is, is the guide. That's what we go to. It's not about us being right. It's about getting it right. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So i um... So I think that's I, I I think that's pretty much a lot of what I wanted to talk about today was was pretty much see how your see see how your 2020 season went and mm-hmm. how the spring was going. I, I look forward to jumping into the spring football tomorrow. It's just JV, and and I don't know how it is up there, but JV down here is is it's not the same, not the same. Um, and and I expect the games to go very quickly, um, but it's football. So I, I, I won't complain that the white hat is, is a well-respected white hat that I enjoy working with. Um. So, so it'll be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to have, so the, the other, only other thing I'll share that, and I'm sure you've seen the same and, and you've mentioned resources like MIBT online. Um, one of the reasons there hasn't, this, this podcast hasn't put out a lot of episodes uh, since the beginning of the season was, there's already a lot of content out there. And we talked about this. Um, The pandemic brought remote learning to the forefront. Mm -hmm. So I know all summer there were various associations having online meetings and sharing them with the world. Right. Um, So that once where there was a dearth of content and and it was very hard to find it, it, all of a sudden in 2020, there was content everywhere. And I didn't feel like I had anything new to add that that right. was better than, than all the other options out there. So mm-hmm. we're, going to, we're going to keep going with the podcast. We're going to go into the very light rule changes um, that, that exist for the upcoming season. Um, uh, we're, I'm, I'm actually going to have one episode on, uh, I started tr- started doing, I went to a clinic and started doing a lot of training for um, college replay. Mm-hmm. um, last year. Um, that's how I spent my summer and the impact that that made on my ability to call a high school game was significant. Wow. Um, it, it greatly increased my, my interpretation of the rule book. And yeah. I, I don't know if it's because in college, you gotta be so in the rules that, that, and, and coming from high school, it's, it's one of those things where, you've got to be sewing the rules just so that you know which rule book you you're calling it from. Right. Um, but that I, am gonna, I'm gonna see if I can find somebody, uh, in a similar place who, who, who we can talk about how that impacted their high
1: school game was studying for a college. game. And um, it's funny you say that because I'm finding that now with lacrosse and sure you know, it's not, uh it's a little more open again we're just it's just a lack of officials and the growth of the sport but i'm starting some college now even though i'm still early in girls lacrosse but studying those rules it it is taking my high school game to another level so i'm kind of that in another sport what you experienced
0: yeah and 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 i'm pulling it up now if i look in my podcast player uh let's yep there it is uh layers of lex four days ago nfhs versus ncaa rules comparison Mm -hmm, so
1: (laughs) so you you you
0: certainly have had that episode um and and I, i want to do that here and and not really a comparison of the rules but more it made my high school game much better Um, I, 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 I was, I was so confident last year. I was so able to just jump in. So one play we did have actually, in in very first game of the year, um, that it took, we actually, as a crew took probably 60 to 90 seconds discussing it. Sure. Um, because the R and I had one interpretation and everybody else had another. Um, so the scenario was we've got a ball being snapped from the five, um, uh, a punt, sorry, we're talking about a, a punt here, ball being snapped from the five into the end zone. Um, it is blocked and the receiving team actually recovers the ball, but while laying on the end line. Mm. So first thing is we've got a ball out of bounds. Right. We've got, we, we do not have a touchdown because they were out of bounds. They're not getting that touchdown. Right. But what the discussion came up was, was, is this a safety? Um, or is this a touchback? Hmm. And the, the discussion was, uh, and, and the, the point I kept trying to hammer home was it was a kick. It stayed a kick because mm-hmm. the blocking of a kick does not, transform it from a kick and it does not transform a's responsibility or k's responsibility for that ball being in the end zone it is still their responsibility that the ball was in the end zone even though r blocked it right Um, that that block is not a new force right exactly exactly and and that that i didn't have the rule book in front of me like we never do (laughs) <laughs> but it is it is eight five one A, the muffing or batting of a pass kick or fumble in flight is not considered a new force. Right. So it it really came down to knowing that that application of force um that we were able to go, no, it is A's responsibility that this ball is in the end zone. It is A's responsibility that it went out of the end zone. It doesn't even matter it once the ball was in the end zone, if B touched it and escorted it out of the end zone. Right. Because there can be no new force once it's in the end zone. Mm. Um, right. So again, it took us 60 to 90 seconds. And you never like to take that long discussing it on the field. Um, but the, 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 uh, the white hat wanted to hear everybody's opinion and want to make sure we had it right. Um, sure. But we ended, up with, we ended up in the right place. It just took us a while.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Again, that's the thing you got to love about football especially if you do multiple sports, but the ones I do is football. That's a play that I haven't seen yet and may not see in a career, but you've got to be prepared for that. Right. Right. And,
0: and what, what, how, how do you prepare for it? You prepare for, and, and again, I hadn't seen it, but right. I, I, for some reason, and I, I, again, it comes back to what we were talking about about college. I knew my force rule. Right. I knew my force rule backwards and forwards for that game. Right. Um, so I was able to come in and go, no, there, uh, the batting of a kick, the blocking of a kick, which is just a bat Yep, is not a new force. There is no new force introduced once the ball's in the end zone. Therefore it's A's responsibility that's here. So it was very easy for me to break it down
1: and explain it to everybody. Right. Walking through the rules and, and making sure you get that right. And, and I, and, and to your point, that's what does separate officials. And it's fun when you can, you know. Again, not in a sense of trying to be a know it all, but being able to handle those situations, you know, it just gives you that confidence. The players can tell, hey, you know, these, these guys out here know what they're doing. The coaches do that. They'll still yell for holding and all, you know, sure. Oh, they're jumping, but they know, okay, this th- that just sends a strong message to the crew that we, we got a pretty solid crew, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, they know their stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, So anyway, that's, that's some of what's coming up. Uh, there when this podcast started, it was the only one doing high school football. Um, and, and I tried to get things out there every week. I probably won't put something out there every week. Um, there are other high school football podcasts out there right now. Um, and, and I've covered pretty much the rule book. Now I'm going to go back and hit some of the ones I covered early on and maybe approach it from a different angle, but, I don't see a lot of reason to, to, to beat a horse uh, again and again, talk about the same things over and over. So, um, put some episodes out there and, and help where we can, but there's plenty of stuff out there now. And, and I encourage everybody to go and look and maybe one of the a couple of those future episodes, will be talking to those people who produce some of those things. So, mm-hmm. but Mike, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and being the first guest of 2021. Um, Appreciate you talking about spring football and, and good luck with layers of blacks.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. And I, I just want to say something to the listeners and many who already listened to your podcast or others like it is one of the things I'm learning and it's simple, but I go back and listen to some of these before the games and it's, yeah. it's, it's good stuff. And it's like that good movie where you watch it and each time you find out another little nugget, a little wrinkle that just adds to your game. So it's not just, don't just listen to it once, go back and, and, and review the the kicking episodes or the, I think he had an episode about crazy plays. You'll, you'll, you'll yeah. pick up something, um, it'll be refreshed and it, it just helps your game. Yeah. Well,
0: thank you for that. And I I completely agree. Completely agree. So, all right. Well, thanks again. Um, Thank you all for for listening and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group Friday Night Stripes or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.